Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Transform Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Zeller. Transform Podcast is here to simplify the process of transformation. If you want to change your life, I am here to help you identify exactly what needs changing and how to go about it in a simpler, accelerated fashion. Sometimes the process of self-help, of changing ourselves and our life, of improving the way that we feel can be overcomplicated or tools can be used that aren't super helpful. And as my whole life has been about transformation, I have tried hundreds of tools and practitioners, read all the books, and based on all of that experience, I'm sharing with you what I have learned through both my own life and through coaching many, many clients. Transform Podcast is an extension of my school called the Transformation School, in which I host three main workshops. And I'm very excited to announce that I have just opened up enrollment for my most transformative workshop, Your Life's Work. Your Life's Work is a nine-month mastermind with a very small, intimate group of people that helps you identify your purpose, your passions, what really lights you up and helps you to integrate them into your career, into your job, into the work that you do in the world. Sometimes that requires a change in the work that you do. And other times it doesn't. It just depends on the person. Now, this episode is a great episode to start to elucidate for you if you might be a good fit for your life's work. Because what I distinguish in this episode is the difference between liking versus loving your job. Now, you may be somebody that just dislikes your job. And if that is you, then you 100% are a great fit for your life's work. But if you like your job, but you can't say that you love it, you are a good fit too. So take a close listen to this episode because the difference between liking and loving your job is something that I was not aware of before I started making my own personal change and transformation within my career. I didn't realize that there was such a stark differentiation and that you can actually use that differentiation, which I break down in detail in this episode, to identify if you could improve your work in such a way that you can start enjoying it more. I'm talking loving what you do. So we're going to get into all of that in the episode. A couple things that I want to announce that I'm really excited about. Number one, I have just changed what used to be my newsletter called The Drop into what is now called your weekly dose of magic. And in these weekly newsletters that go straight to your inbox, I share with you teachings, inspiration, and tiny interactive exercises that bring magic to your life and to your week. These are sort of like tiny, tiny, tiny renditions of my masterminds. So each one has the capacity to actually change your life. And it's free. So I'm really excited about it. If you listen to this podcast, then you would 100% love your weekly dose of magic. So if you are not signed up for that, then get signed up for it. You can see a link to get signed up in the show notes. It will take you 10 seconds to sign up for that. Totally, totally worth it. Second of all, 
I am hosting a free masterclass, and this is only going to be available for a very, very limited time. This masterclass is called How to Create Your Dream Job Without Confusion and Overwhelm. You can see a link for how to get signed up for this masterclass in the show notes. If this episode resonates with you at all, I highly suggest that you take advantage of this free masterclass and watch it very, very soon because it won't be available for long. And last, as I mentioned, Your Life's Work, my nine-month mastermind, is open for enrollment right now. This is by application, so you can see how to go to the webpage in the show notes and apply. You can also see so many of the awesome text and messages that I get during this program. I mean, this program is so unbelievably empowering, and the kind of confidence people walk away with from this program is mind-blowing. And I'm not saying that to sort of like toot my own horn. I'm saying that because it took me two years to build this program, and I just really feel like it's unparalleled. The change that I see from beginning to end is so amazing. And that speaks to the students that take this to and all of the work that they put in and the courage that they have. So if you have any interest at all, I would encourage you to apply because when you do apply, we have a one-on-one, -on -one, you and me, to just kind of chat about it to see if you are a good fit. So if you're not certain that it's a good fit for you, go ahead and apply and we'll just talk about it one-on-one. -on -one. I hope you enjoyed this episode, this topic of believing that it's possible to love your career and have it be aligned with your sort of soul purpose is one of the most important topics to me because it's something that I wasn't told about. Like I was just kind of told that I needed to find a well-paying job and something like respectable and something that maybe I liked, but I was never really encouraged to seek out a career that lit me up inside. And not only that, but it was relayed to me from many different people over many years that that's not even really possible to love your job all the time. And deep down somewhere in me, I just felt like, is that true? Is it really true that it's not possible for me to love my career? I didn't want to believe that. And I'm so happy that I didn't because now I am in love with what I do. And in fact, I love it more than I ever thought possible. So you're going to hear all about that in this episode. If you like this episode, then I would ask that you either write a review, give it five stars, or send it to somebody that you know and love. I would like to start doing more frequent episodes, but in order to do that, I kind of require the podcast to be supported and to scale a little bit. Because I'm not seeking out sponsorship at this point, I am relying on all of you to give back a little bit and support me. I appreciate you so much. Truly, truly, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for being here. Without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Transform. Many of you listeners out there already know my story with my career, but for those of you that may already know it, and especially for those of you that don't, I want to share a little bit about that journey here at the top of this episode. And then what I want to do is I want to talk about how you know when it's time for a change. And when I say change, I don't necessarily mean changing your career, but I just mean 
a change. Changing something, like something isn't the best that it could be. Because what we aim to do here on this podcast, but hopefully in your life, is aim for the best. And I don't mean best as in successful, you know, A plus best. I mean, best as in living your best life, feeling the most alive that you possibly can, feeling amazing. That's the goal. A lot of times we think that we can't feel amazing, that that's not possible for us, but I actually think that it's possible for everybody. So let me begin by just sharing a brief history here about my career and how I ended up making a career change. So I went to dental school and became a dentist. I practiced dentistry for five years. And during that time, I felt ill at ease. I didn't love my job every single day. There were certainly aspects of my job that I did enjoy, but by and large, I did not feel intrigued by my job. I did not feel that curious. I did not feel deeply engaged. I didn't look forward to going to work every single day. So I decided to make a change. And the change I made at that juncture was I started taking a lot of CE. And this actually happened about two years into me being a dentist. And I started spending a lot of money on continuing education, taking a lot of higher level classes and courses. And that created a temporary interest and curiosity. And what it did was it opened the door to what I did like in dentistry, which was complex cases. So five years in, I decided to apply to specialize within the field of dentistry and become a prosthodontist. I got into several different programs and I decided to go to Baylor in Dallas for a three-year residency program in which I would get a master's, do some research, publish that research, and become a specialist in dentistry. So that's what I did. I then went and specialized. During this time, I learned a lot about technology and dentistry. I started teaching. I treated the most complex cases in dentistry from start to finish. And by the time I finished my residency program, I discovered that I had an affinity for teaching. So once I left that program, I started working in private practice and I started lecturing. I started teaching dentists worldwide about how to treat complex cases and about technology and dentistry. So I did this for about a year and something in me just didn't feel right. Now, here's the interesting thing. We all are on career trajectories in one way or another. And usually when we start that career, or even as we evolve within that career, within that field, we get ideas in our head about where we should be, who we should be, the kind of success that we should have, and what will make us happy within that career. Every single field has a staple of like maybe three to five key bullet points that People commonly believe, okay, when I reach these three to five goals or have obtained these three to five things, then I will be happy. And if we're not happy, we oftentimes blame ourselves because we haven't reached those goals, those pinnacles of success that we think that we need in order to really love 
what we are doing. I definitely had those in the field of dentistry. I had those three to five bullet points in my head. I thought I should make this amount of money. I should have this amount of respect by my colleagues. I should have this sort of respect from my patients, this amount of education, et cetera, et cetera. The list may vary a bit from person to person, but everybody has one. And the interesting thing is normally our list of what we need to achieve in order to be happy and to feel fulfilled and satisfied within our career is unconscious. We haven't actually written those things down or thought about, yeah, wait, what am I really going for here? And that's not to say that we're not setting goals. This is different. You may very well have a list of goals that you think you need to achieve, but what you maybe haven't made conscious is, what do I think I'm waiting for in order to love my job, in order to love every minute of what I'm doing? Where do I think I have to be in order for that to finally happen? What happened with me is that I was able to check off all of those things. And then this crazy thing happened. I wasn't happy. Like I wasn't happy like I thought I would be. I thought once I checked off all of those little bullet points, and of course this was unconscious, but I just thought once I got to this point, point X, where all these bullet points were achieved, all these goals were achieved, that I would feel lit up and alive, really accomplished, a deep sense of thrill and joy with my work in the world. I thought once I get to that point, I will have made it and I will feel like I have made it. And I got to that point and I didn't feel that way. The first thing that happened when that occurred, when I didn't feel the way that I thought I would feel, is that I started blaming myself and thinking something was wrong with me. I started thinking, why can't you just be happy? Why can't you just be grateful? You have all of these amazing things. You've achieved all of these amazing things. And I just kind of went in circles with that line of thinking for a period of time where I was just blaming me. It was all my fault. I was the reason I wasn't happy. Does that resonate? Is that something that you have done or been doing? Then I started researching and I started investigating and I started talking to people and I started reading books and I started getting really curious about, is this the only way? Is there another way? Is there something more going on here? What's really happening? Is it actually me? Or is there something I'm not seeing? What's happening? And when I did that, I started noticing a distinction between people that deeply, deeply loved their jobs and people that just liked their jobs or liked it some of the time or thought their jobs were okay. And when I really started diving into that distinction between those two kinds of people, the people that they lived for their job, like their job made them come alive as a person versus the people that maybe they liked their job 50 to 60, maybe even sometimes 70, which is great, 70% of the time. But if you ask them, does your job light you up from the inside? Does it set your soul on fire? Are you so excited about the work that you're doing that you can't help but talk about it to everybody? Are you so excited to go to work every single morning? Do you feel like a kid in a candy store? 
Is it blowing your mind that you get to do the thing that you're doing? That was rare. There weren't a lot of people that felt that way. Now, up until this point in my life, I had spent a total of 11 years in school to become the specialist that I was. I had spent half a million dollars and I had spent something like 15 years of my life within this field. And it was the only field I had ever really known. Of course, I had a slew of many, many jobs before becoming a dentist, but it was like that was a serious career that I had chosen. And that was where hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of hours of my life had gone. And it was also partially how I had built up my identity. When people would say, hi, what's your name? You know, I would tell them, Stephanie, and this is what I do. It was like that was part of who I was. So when I began to acknowledge to myself that I wasn't in that category of people that were like really lit up by their career, that there was something that I knew deep down in my heart was missing. It was hard because it also felt like I was like losing something. It felt like if I acknowledged that to myself, that I was going to be losing part of my identity because that was part of my identity. And the whole thing was just very scary and very, very confusing. But eventually, that deep knowing became so loud. Like, I didn't want to ignore it anymore. Because here's the thing. I always have had the belief that deep down, I can have a life that feels amazing. That I can make money while loving what I'm doing, that I can have a job and live a life where I'm not totally, totally exhausted and I'm not, you know, knee deep in workaholism and overextending myself all the time. I've always had that dream, that hope, that belief that that can happen. But that's not how I was living and that's not how I was feeling. And so something had to give. So eventually I acknowledged to myself that something wasn't working. Now, this is key. I didn't know what wasn't working. I didn't know at the time that I was going to potentially leave that field of dentistry. I didn't really even know anything. I didn't know what was working. And that is what was so scary. And that is why most people don't acknowledge the truth to themselves. Is because the thought of what happens after I acknowledge that truth is so unbelievably overwhelming that it's easier to just not acknowledge it at all. At least that's what we think. We think it's easier. But having experienced the whole thing, I have to tell you, it's harder. It's harder to deny your truth. It's harder to pretend because every single day that you pretend that things are great, every single day that you pretend that something isn't missing, you're cutting yourself off from your truth on the inside. And that starts to create feelings of anxiety, hopelessness, despair, despondency, numbness, disconnection, loneliness, isolation, all of those things. And the longer you do this, the more disconnected you become and the harder it feels to decide differently, to acknowledge your truth, to listen to what your heart is telling you. So when I acknowledged this truth to myself that there was something missing and that I didn't know what it was, I started trying to understand what I was feeling. 
Now, interestingly for me, I have an affinity towards hidden things and puzzles and complexity because that's just something I've always been drawn to. I really like a seemingly unsolvable puzzle. That's why in dentistry, I decided to specialize in prosthodontics, which is like the most complex cases in dentistry. I would get referrals from dentists that had no idea how to solve their patients' problems. And to me, that was juicy. Like, that was interesting. So the fact that I kind of had this own personal issue in my life where I was ultimately unsatisfied within my career, but I didn't have a solution was interesting to me. And so I leveraged my curiosity and I started researching. And this became kind of my full-time job because I started backing off from doing so much clinical dentistry and still did some speaking. But a lot of my time and energy went into understanding what was happening within me and trying to find a solution. So first I want to touch on what ended up happening with me. And then I want to talk about what you can do if you find yourself in a similar situation and how you know when it's time to actually do something. So here's what I discovered. I discovered that in order to really understand what was happening within me, that I needed to know me on a deeper level. I needed to know what was hidden from my conscious thinking. Because if you've listened to any of my other episodes, I talk a lot about what's happening in the unconscious or the subconscious, that we all have hidden beliefs and biases, that we are very influenced by things unseen, both in our own mind and in our external reality. We think we know everything about ourselves, but actually we don't. A lot of that is hidden. So I had to make what was unconscious conscious. I had to get to know who I was authentically. Which, you know, at the time, if you had asked me, are you being authentic? Do you know, do you know who you are authentically? I would have said 100%. But what I came to discover was that we don't know what we don't know. I didn't know that I wasn't seeing certain things. I didn't know a lot about me. And that's not just bad things. Like, I'm not talking about just, oh, I didn't know that I had all these blocks that were limiting me. Yes, I didn't know those. But also, I didn't know that I had a million gifts that weren't being used by me. I didn't know that I had a whole bunch of skill sets that I hadn't really tapped into. I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't know what would light me up and set my heart on fire. I didn't know any of those things. And I was scared that they weren't even there, that they didn't even exist. And this is something that I commonly hear from people that will come to me and say that they're a little bit unhappy in their career is they say, but there's nothing else that I can do. I have no other skill sets. I have no other gifts. What if there's nothing special about me? For you listening, I just want you to hear this. No matter who you are, what your life is like right now, even if you love your career, I want you to know something. There is something deeply, deeply special and unique about you. There is something about you that no one else has. There is something that you can do that you can bring into the world that no one else can do quite like you. You are extremely unique. Just because you don't know what makes you unique doesn't mean that you aren't unique. It just means that you don't know what makes you unique. But it's within you. It's within you. I promise you.
every single person in the world has unique aspects to their personality, that when these aspects of them are activated and you allow them to blossom, it can change everything for you. So this was part of what I needed to discover about me. Because I was terrified that there wasn't anything else to me besides what I had already discovered. So I did a lot of internal searching. And when I say internal searching, there is really specific ways that this can be done. And this is what I do in my workshop, Your Life's Work, is I help you navigate those waters. I give you specific tools, pathways, techniques, a journey, if you will, to discover, to uncover the hidden gifts within you that everybody has, even if you don't know what they are. How did I learn how to do this? How did I develop this part of the program of your life's work? Because I had to do it on my own. And I tried a lot of different ways to discover these gifts within me and to discover the blocks within me, the beliefs that were limiting me, all the things that I couldn't see. And then once I found the best ways to discover those things within me, I developed a program to help others do the same. Once I started discovering these things about me, things started to take shape differently. Things started to crystallize before me. I started getting more clarity. I started seeing what was actually lighting me up. I started connecting with my purpose, my why for being here. And slowly but surely, the path was made clear before me. And what I started doing was slowly titrating out of the field of dentistry and in to my new business, which at first was just coaching, helping people one-on-one within their personal life, with their anxiety, with their business. And then that developed to really robust programs that I now run online with them. And eventually, after a few years, I actually fully and completely left the field of dentistry to move into this new journey, this new career as a coach and as a teacher and with these really robust, high-level online workshops that I was creating. Now, I'm in this new career, right? And I've been doing this for a few years now, full-time. And what I want to do is I want to tell you the difference between how I feel now with what I'm doing with how I felt then in dentistry. In dentistry, there were periods of time where I felt really lit up, intrigued, interested, and engaged, where I was really excited about what I was doing. But looking back now, I see that often those times were when I was doing something new. Whenever anyone does something new that feels interesting, there is a period of like three to six months of just sheer novelty, where we feel engaged to a different degree. We have a higher dose of dopamine constantly being released into our system, this feel-good molecule. And a lot of times what we think if we're in a career and we start engaging something in a new way is we think, oh my gosh, this is the thing. Finally, I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing. But then if you're anything like me, what happens is that novelty will taper off. So I did a whole bunch of things within the field of dentistry to try to feel more engaged 
I started my own podcast. I was teaching internationally, started teaching on a variety of subjects in order to try and keep myself engaged. I specialized. I took hundreds of hours of CE across many different kinds of companies and many different kinds of subjects. I collaborated with people. I treated different kinds of people as patients. I worked at many different offices in many different states and many different environments. I pretty much tried to test out everything that I could in that field. And I was at an advantage because I was able to create those opportunities and to test all of these things and ultimately find out that the field as a whole wasn't 100% aligned for me. But what happened is that novelty was consistently wearing off for me. So when I was engaged with a new thing at the very beginning, I did feel lit up. I did feel excited. But when that started wearing off or I wasn't trying a new thing, in general, I would say I was excited to go to work maybe 30 to 40% of the time. I'm talking waking up in the morning, I can't wait to go into work 30 to 40% of the time. On the good days when I was trying new things, it was probably like 70% of the time. What I'm doing now, I am excited to go to work 100% of the time. I am not kidding you. 100% of the time. It doesn't matter if I'm trying something new or not. There is a core aspect to what I'm doing that lights me up so deeply inside. I have such a passion and a purpose for this that I am excited 100% of the time. Can you say that about the work that you're currently doing? Let's talk about making money. In dentistry, I made pretty good money. I made pretty good money both working and speaking. But if I wanted to make more money, I had to work harder. I had to work more hours, generally speaking. And that was really fatiguing to me. Working more was exhausting. What I'm doing now, making money feels easy because my work doesn't feel like work to me. I literally feel like I'm playing. I feel like I'm playing to make money. I get paid to have fun and to play every single day. It is crazy. I mean, truly, it's crazy. I can't believe it. I can't believe that I get paid to play. But that's what it feels like to me. Let's talk about how it feels when unexpected things happen. Within my career, my old career, when unexpected things would happen, like things would go wrong or something would fall through or there was an issue with like an employee or with a client slash patient treating me unfairly or whatever it may be, those unexpected things felt deeply exhausting to me. And if there were a lot of unexpected things that kept happening, that was additive. It was just consistently more and more and more exhausting. In my career now, Unexpected things still happen to me, but when they do, I have a different energy around those things because what I'm doing is so deeply connected to my purpose that I trust those unexpected things that are happening are here to benefit me. And I look at them with an entirely different lens because what I'm doing is so worth it to me that it is worth any obstacle that I am hit with. It is worth seeing it through and overcoming. So sometimes when unexpected things happen to me, 
those unexpected things will actually energize me because I'm so interested in breaking through or overcoming them for the good of what I am doing. Do you see the distinction? Now let's talk about the overall feeling. In my old career, when I would do new things, I would have a curiosity, an intrigue, an excitement. It would feel like a pull. It would feel very interesting. Because I am such a persistent learner, I was kind of always trying to engage some of those things at minimum at least 50% of the time. So 50% of the time, I was finding something that was eliciting curiosity. And there was a mixture overall of feeling a little bit bored, a little bit unsatisfied, but also a chronic striving for something that was interesting. And that was kind of like the overall vibe. Some days would be really great. Some days would be really bad and terrible and make me feel exhausted and overwhelmed inside. So there was like that roller coaster energy. And all the while I was thinking, okay, well, I have to strive for the next thing, the next thing that is interesting to me, because that was like the only thing that was keeping me going. Because if I didn't have those things, I would really be feeling like something was missing inside. Versus now, the feeling I have almost consistently is a feeling of being lit up, alive, and giddy inside. Like kid in a candy store kind of feeling. Like when I really sit here and think about what I get to do now for a living, it's like there's a kid in me that's screaming for joy inside. Even when unexpected things happen, even when maybe, uh, you know, I have a day where I worked longer than I wanted to and I'm a little bit tired, like whatever. When I sit back and I think, but I get to do this every day of my life. Oh, my God. The feeling is like total elation inside which is not something that I felt previously. Maybe on very, very, very rare occasion, but certainly not consistently. So now that I've compared and contrasted those two, which one of those resonates inside of you? Which one of those do you feel like you're currently experiencing? One really common question, and this might sound kind of weird, but one really common question that I get all the time is how do I know if I like my job? How do I know if my position is right for me? How do I know if I need a change? Like, how do I know? Well, the first thing I would say is between those two descriptions that I just described, which side are you falling on currently? And the second thing I'll say to that is when you're aligned with your sort of soul driven mission, your purpose and your passion, and that is your work in the world, you know inside. There is not a doubt in your mind that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. So if you are having doubts, then that's how you know that something is off within your career. Does that mean that you need to leave your field or your line of work? No. I've worked with many people who have learned what their gifts are, learned what doesn't light them up, done all this work that I've kind of alluded to and is within my program, Your Life's Work, and they've been able to discern that they can change their current career in certain ways to align it with their purpose and passion. 
And it does change the way they're feeling inside about their work in the world. They start to feel more lit up and alive. And sometimes it's also like a blending of things. So maybe doing something else in your life in addition to what you're already doing. So just because you may feel not lit up inside, not super excited, not really alive, and you may be having doubts or you may be feeling dissatisfaction, doesn't mean the only option for you is to completely leave your field. It could for some, but that's not necessarily you. So how do you know if you like your career or not? Well, if you don't know, then things can be changed. Things can be improved. 100% of the time, things can be improved. If you're thinking, I don't know, that doesn't apply to me. There's no way I'm in this particular situation, blah, blah, blah. Things can't be improved. It doesn't matter. It does not matter your situation. Again, just because you don't see the way forward doesn't mean there isn't one. Just because you don't right now see the way forward doesn't mean there isn't one. How do you know when it's actually time to do something? So let's say that you're realizing or you've known that there's something in your career that isn't aligned, that you aren't feeling really lit up and alive inside by doing your career every single day, that you're maybe exhausted, overwhelmed, anxious, whatever it may be. How do you know when it's actually time to do something? In my opinion, when you realize that something is not aligned, the sooner you do something about it, the better your life will be the better your life will become and the sooner you will start to feel better inside. Because when we know that something is off, but then we go into denial and we start pretending and we start trying to ignore, it only makes us feel worse inside. Because what you're ultimately doing is you are ignoring your inner truth. And that never makes us feel good inside. The sooner you can own your truth, the sooner you can listen to what your heart is telling you and honor yourself and your heart by deciding to make some sort of change, the sooner you will find relief inside. So when is it time to actually do something? Immediately. What can you do? What can you do if you find yourself in this situation? Number one is don't panic because I guarantee you the journey is easier most likely than what you're thinking. There are ways to traverse this terrain, to walk through this journey that are easier than others. It doesn't have to be so hard. It doesn't have to be so jarring. It doesn't have to be so scary. If you find yourself panicking, And thinking, well, I mean, I can't do anything about this. And because of X, Y, and Z, those are just stories. Those are stories that your mind is making up because this is new. It's a new thing that your nervous system, your mind, your body doesn't know is safe yet for you. And so there's going to be a lot of stories in your mind about why this is unsafe and why you can't start this journey. And you're going to be doing a lot of probably catastrophizing of like worst case scenario thinking. I get it. I was there all the time. Did those thoughts, feelings, etc. help me? Not one time. So don't panic. Number two, reach out to me 
And if you haven't watched my free masterclass of how to build your dream career without confusion and overwhelm, watch that masterclass immediately because I go into so much more detail than what I've given here, as well as step-by-step what the process is, what it looks like, and what you can do to start that journey. I've had many people tell me that I've taken that masterclass, that it changed their life, that it gave them insights that they weren't seeing, and that they felt relieved immediately. If you look in the show notes of this episode, you will see ways to both connect with me and to sign up and immediately take my masterclass. It is free. It is not up and available all the time, but it is currently. So check out that link and watch it very soon. And last, if you are ready to shift from feeling excited, 40 to 70% of the time to 100% of the time. If you are ready to identify ways that you can feel more alive, discover hidden gifts inside, and align with your purpose in your life, then apply for my mastermind, Your Life's Work. Your Life's Work is a nine month journey that I built to accelerate you through the process that took me multiple years, and it works for people. It totally transforms their lives, not just within their career, but their entire life. People improve their relationship dynamics, make more money, manifest all sorts of amazing things, like a move across the country, new opportunities, a dream car, a new home. I mean, this program is built to not just improve your career, but to improve your entire life. Because guess what? We can't actually separate the two as much as we think we can, as much as we think we can just have our career and then go home and have the two be separate. They bleed into one another because we are the same person going between the two things. And we can't just sever our work life. I don't know if anybody has seen the show Severance on Apple, but just sidebar, it's so good. But it's actually talking about severing your work life. That doesn't happen. We can't do that, right? And so that's why I built this workshop to improve everything in your life in and outside of your career. This topic is really important to me because finding my purpose in my life was the most liberating thing. It showed me who I was and it showed me that this belief that I always had that my life really can be amazing was possible. And is now my reality, is now the truth for me. Because every day of my life is amazing. And if I could go back to that Stephanie, like five years ago, who was really struggling, who was thinking, what's wrong with me and blaming myself and thinking that I was broken and that I just needed to be more grateful and I didn't understand why I couldn't be happier and felt like I was failing at everything that I was doing, if I could go back, I would just give her the biggest hug. I really would, you guys. And I would just tell her, keep going. You know the truth inside. Honor what the truth is telling you and keep going because 
what's on the other side is actually better than you could ever dream. It's been true for me. It's been true for so many of my clients that have taken your life's work. And it can be true for you too. If you find yourself longing for something better on the other side, trust that longing. Trust it. It is trying to lead you home. From my heart to yours, thank you so much for joining me today. If you find yourself struggling or not where you want to be in your career, I know what that feels like. Don't hesitate to reach out and connect with me. And if you know somebody else that's struggling, please forward this episode to them to give them hope, to let them know that they aren't as stuck as they think. And it is possible to live a more joyful, abundant, lit up, exciting life.